It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into RSL post-match. Real Salt Lake falls 4 nothing to the Columbus crew, and... Uh, not going to lie, guys. I feel like and Spencer Warren, Lauren Beck, Jay Catch breaking things down here. Should we just kind of just take what we said at halftime and bring it right back around? I I, I don't know where to start this. We, right, we just play last week's post game. Okay, and cool. We, and All we right. call it a night. Christian, can you re-rack that for us real quick? <laughs> Get a thumbs up. The, the, the press conferences, too. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know. Where, where should we start, Spencer? What do you got for me? <laughs> I've got nothing, man. <laughs> it's, it's it's really, really bad. And I said in pregame, it wasn't time for panic stations. Sure. I was expecting some kind of response. Yeah. Not necessarily three points, not necessarily a tie or a clean sheet. Some kind of response. That entire 90 minutes, apart from a couple of minutes when we went 2-0 down where they rallied a little bit, mm-hmm. was just inept. Not got a clue, and a a team that is not confident whatsoever, and it doesn't look like anything they've worked on in preseason mm-hmm. is coming to fruition. Now that could be players, players that need to come in, uh, quality of the squad that needs to be upped, the coaching staff, front office staff, everybody right now is should be under scrutiny because this is five games in, horrific. It's like two thousand and five, two thousand and six vibes. Yeah, it, they're really down. And Lauren, I guess I'll let you say your piece on this. It just, I'm spent, spent all of just, they just don't look like they have any confidence right now out there. No, and I, I wasn't that worried about Savarino being out for personal reasons. That sure. could literally be anything. It yeah. could be something with one of his children or his wife. Um, but the reports that at practice on Thursday, he was really down on himself and not playing mm-hmm. well is concerning because I think you see that in a lot of the team. Um, Hopefully Gavin Beavers comes out of this game and is feeling pretty unscathed because I think he was hung out to dry quite a bit. Um, The third goal, Stefan Fry did the same thing, but much worse tonight against the Galaxy. It's a a common-ish mistake, and one of the best goalies in the league made the same error tonight. So I'm, I'm hoping that... Gavin Beavers is feeling okay about himself, learned what he needed to learn in this game and can move on. But the rest of the team, you've been doing this long enough. What I will say is that this team is bereft of confidence. Yeah. And you're throwing a 17-year-old into the firing line. Yep. I think it's careless. It seems that way, yes. Because you're already down and then you're like, hey, uh, you seem to be the future for us here, but... You're going to go out there and we're going to see what you got. I'm, I mean, I've wanted to see this kid. I think everybody's wanted to see this kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are high on this kid, as in above Jeff Jusnip, who unfortunately had to retire, mm-hmm. and David Ochoa, who came through the academy. They are higher on Gavin Beavers than they, they were on those two re- previous goalkeepers, which came with, you know, I, I think it's awesome. He's 17 years old. I wanted to see him, but I'm... 
I also want them to be protected. Sure. I know at some point you have to, to see these guys and see if they, you know, sink or swim. But when your team is just not doing very well and low on, on confidence and you're throwing this kid in, delighted for him, delighted that he got his, his first start, not delighted in the situation and the, and the context of, of the way uh, this, this has gone down, unfortunately. All right, we will be back in a moment with more to break down. We will carry the press conferences after this one uh, from Pablo Mastroini as well as RSL players as well. So stay tuned. This is RSL Post Match right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to the RSL post-match show here on the RSL Radio Network. Jay Catch, Lauren Beck, Spencer Warren breaking things down as RSL for the second straight match. Shut out in a 4-0 drubbing and it I don't know. I just I feel so lost trying to like come up with talking points for this post game because we kind of joked before we why don't we just read back last it really feels like last week all over again in many ways I know that last week it was it was all four goals were in the second half after a pretty positive first half but man to, to have been outscored it's nine straight goals it's 12 to 1 since your season opening win in Vancouver and it just seems like it's Groundhog Day in a way Lauren yep yeah, it's uh <laughs> analysis. <laughs> yes. Hashtag analysis. Yes. Um it's uh, we've had, we were talking about it um toward the end of the game mm-hmm. that Spence and I've had some rough rough seasons, yes. rough games. Mm, yeah. I this is this is the worst I think so far because at least last year RSL wasn't going back to back losses. They they did that like once toward the end of the season, I believe. But any loss they had was followed up by a win. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it clearly is not the case this year. And and, and the comment, the, to your point, this feels worse than last week. Last week, we still had that first 45 minutes to take some positives out of. Mm-hmm. Tonight, there's really not anything. And, it, and it's compounded from not just last week, but the other games as well, the previous three. Well, so it, yeah. yeah, four four consecutive losses, four consecutive losses yeah. is is wild. Yes. Someone on Twitter said, "Is Pablo in a hot seat?" Yes. Essentially, everybody. Spenel already yeah. said it. Everybody's on notice right yes. now. Like everybody Everyone. should got to be thinking, "Okay, what's going on now?" Yeah, yeah, and and I think the the players to an extent, but you, but for me, it's it's this it's coaching and coaching staff first. I it's and it's hard because I I'm never the person that goes after a coach or a coaching staff or the front office, but like at, at this point, something's got to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will I'll add this. I mean, it's 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 fine margins in during the game. It's also fine margins in the the transfer market. When you look at it, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you you have to get things right, particularly when you're Real Salt Lake. You don't have as big a budget as. An LAFC, Seattle, you know, those other teams that, that spend plenty of money, even though we've got, you know, decent owners that have got, you know, decent money and whatnot and, and should know how to run uh, a soccer club with, uh, you know, Blitzen uh, being part owner of six or seven other clubs. Right. Yes. So, you know, you'd, you'd think. But that said, that being said, when you look and you look at when teams don't invest enough, and I'll use my beloved Liverpool as as okay. a as a marker there when they won the league in 2020 they've bought i believe seven players since and it's this season that's gone downhill they, and they, they, they'll, they'll need yeah. to yeah. then you go to the opposite scale where you spend too much mm-hmm. and you look at Chelsea right now mm-hmm. no disrespect phenomenal team however they've spent money like it's they're just throwing hand grenades and just hoping something Todd happens. Ba- Bailey, Bailey, Bully, right? Bully, Bully, Bully. Yeah, their owner has been—he's just throwing cash just at it, throwing yeah. money, and it's not worked either. Yeah. So you go, you go, and you can—you could have said that about Manchester United over the but, years, but they've much yeah. better. But your point is well taken, exactly. Yeah. So lack of investment it, it, it hinders you, and then too much—it it doesn't allow you to gel. Mm-hmm. So there is that. There hasn't been enough for Real Salt Lake, and you're looking at players that are no longer with the team. You've got the Albert Rusnaks, won a yep. Champions League up in Seattle. But then you look at the other end, you've got Nick Beasler, who's still unattached. Yeah. And got far too many minutes <laughs> playing for, for Real Salt Lake. Um, it, 
there, there isn't a balance. And that's what I want to see from the front office. That's something the front office can control. Maybe they need um, a, a summer window and another winter window to get it right because it's not going to be a quick fix. This isn't going to happen when this window ends in, in a couple of weeks. It's not going to be solved. And I think yeah. it's going to be a rough season. It's what they do this summer and plan for the next winter window now. And that, that's what it feels like because you're right. You do have to strike a balance of, okay, how much investment do we need versus helping the squad to coalesce around each other, which is – it's you're right, Spino. It's it, There's no perfect solution for that. But the other thing about this is we hear so much about how vaunted the Real Salt Lake Academy is. And, okay, the, the Play the Kids initiative, et cetera, has been played out on social media, but – you also have to balance that. So there's mm-hmm. no perfect answer, it feels like, for any of this. But at the same time, you're right. On its head right now, we're looking like we're in for a long season here along the Wasatch Front. Lauren, your yeah. thoughts? No, 100%. Uh, Tom Hackett had a tweet that I thought was very spot on. It it was, <laughs> Some people might think that it was... What, Adrian, Sorry, I just Adrian saw Adrian Heath, Heath the used yeah. car salesman. No, yeah, no, I can't. You're fine. I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I knew exactly what you were pointing at. Uh, look, look. You know, because we both just adore yeah. that man. I've got a 2020 uh, Nissan uh, Maxima for sale here. So. Uh, Tom's tweet, if, if you don't know it yet, it's about to be a long MLS season for RSL. Not only is the club conceding goals at a disgusting rate, they cannot score. They cannot even create goal-scoring chances. It's deplorable. 87 likes. I, I think that, that that will be one of his more liked tweets, I'm sure, uh, in recent times. It's Because it, it's spot on. It's Yeah, he captures the sentiment of most RSL fans, yes. I think. Yeah. And we've got a response. Vancouver has to be sick for dropping that first game at home from Colby Peterson. Yep. You, yeah, you've got a, Vancouver's got to be looking back at that loss on opening weekend yep. to RSL and going, what in the world? How did we lose that? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, we will take another time out here. We'll come back, hoping to hear from Pablo Mastroeni here in the next little bit. This is your RSL Postmatch Show right here on the R- Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. RSL Radio Network. Real Salt Lake is on 97.5 FM KZNS Colvale, 1280 AM KZNS Salt Lake City, 1160 AM KSL Salt Lake City, and KSL FM HD2 Salt Lake City Midvale. This is the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to your RSL post-match show here on the RSL Radio Network. Real Salt Lake falls 4-0 to the Columbus crew. Some of the social media reaction rolling in as we await Pablo Mastroeni sitting down at the podium. Uh, this one coming in from TJ. It says, same as last week, the owners of this club need to step up and invest more money into the roster or we are doomed to finish at the bottom of the table. Spenno. We certainly need more investment. <laughs> yeah. And it certainly looks like we're going to be bottom of the table. Remember... The first home game, mm-hmm. the loss against Austin, mm-hmm. um, we had a tweet, oh crap, I'd have to go back and find it, that was about spending the money on the stadium improvements and how that seems to have kind of been the focus. And and we did we did correct that in that it was, that's a separate budget. Mm-hmm. But the more this team plays this way, the more I'm like inclined to, to kind of side with that tweet a little bit. Because I still believe that the the stadium improvements are important because you have to bring people in and ha- like let them have a good experience. The fan experience is important. But, but yeah. part of that fan experience is the team winning games. So it's I'm I've been thinking about that tweet a little bit over the last couple of games because I do think it is a a valid point, even though they are separate budgets. That that is a part of the fan experience. Now, I'm also love this one at you guys. Andrew Lord responds, in a sad way, it was good to see basically the same exact problems happening despite a different group of players. To him, he says, it means that the RSL players are not the problem. It's definitely higher up. Your thoughts on that, Spino? Yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, you, you can talk about ownership. They just dropped $4 million on a, on a young player. Mm-hmm. Um, the money's there. Yeah. Um, 
it needs to be spent wisely. They're allowing people to to make the decisions. So either the deals aren't getting over the line, so you need to get somebody in that gets the deals over the line, or is actually identifying the weaknesses because when your coach is saying... We have Pablo downstairs. We are going to... So I'll get back to that point. Uh, Pablo Pablo Mastrani is sitting down at the podium right now. I uh, I noticed there were a few changes from last week. Yeah, just trying to just trying to find a combination of players um, that you know that can help you know break this uh, this run that we're on. Right, I, I think you keep doing the same things, expecting different results. Um, you know that 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 isn't it. I, I think um, obviously we're we're a little light on the on the back line. Um, you know, I thought we've given up a lot of goals in, in the in the in the previous three games, and so that was the decision in in in, in uh, Beavers. Um, but but really, I think it's it's our ability to you know to score goals, and and I'll and I'll keep saying that until we can score first and dictate the game from a position of of being ahead. Um, there's just a there's just a lot of pressure on the defense to to maintain zeros. Um, and, and speaking of scoring goals, uh, do, you, do you feel like you have a player on this roster right now that you can trust to be that player to score first? Well, you know, that, that's again, that's why we're rotating. And that's why Elijah got a crack tonight. Um, because, you know, I think goal scoring is is is, is a streaky thing. Um, and in the first, uh, you know, first five games, we haven't been able to um, to find that or, you know, and and, and I think that's. That's ultimately, you know, it's it's always a balance, right? You you got to find the balance between scoring and defending. And and if you find yourself defending, if you can't if you can't, you know, score the goal, the the pressure just keeps mounting. Especially when you're on a t- difficult run like we're on, um, it, it becomes difficult. So we'll look at the film. We'll look at the opportunities created. We'll look at the movement off the ball. We'll look at the service. We'll look at all that and 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 figure out the best way to move forward uh, with the group we have. Gotcha. And then uh, lastly, for me, I was just kind of curious, you mentioned there, you know, some of the reason for the changes was obviously the four nil defeat last week. Um, you, you put Gavin Beavers then in, in goal tonight. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, he also lets in four goals. So how do you kind of approach that, I guess, uh, from, from kind of like what happened tonight uh, from that perspective, I guess? Yeah, I think we'll go back and look at the video. Obviously, when you put a young goalkeeper in there, you you, you realize um, that there's some inexperience in there. Um, but, you know, he's been performing well, playing with the under-19s, um, you know, had been playing with a lot of confidence. And so we'll see how he rebounds individually, um, you know, for, from this performance, and uh, and then we'll make the best decision moving forward. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. We will go to Tom Hackett. Your line's open. Hi, Pablo. Um Tom, you muted yourself. Oh, sorry about that, Pablo. Um, the commentators mentioned that yesterday San Marino stayed home for personal re- reasons. I'm just wondering if you have any further comment on that situation. No, I don't. I don't. Um, He's, it's it's uh, you know family stuff um, that uh, it, it's per- personal stuff. So it's. Um, you know, he's been, it's, it's been a, a trying time for him and, uh, you know, hopefully he can join the group here, uh, this week. I understand. Um, probably going to come across a bit of a, bit of a weird question. You've done most of the training throughout the, the off season and to start the, the preseason on the indoor turf out there in Harriman, you, you haven't had many outdoor sessions, um, I'm one that uh, that that is not afraid to admit that come winter time I, I get seasonally depressed. Do you think just being inside as often as you have been is playing a role on on the playing group mentally at the minute? Yeah, no, that's a good point, uh, Tom. I, I think these are all variables, um, and when you're not in a good run of form, I think it all piles on top of each other. You know, we haven't trained outside. Um, it's been gray and snowing every day in Salt Lake. Um, the, the, the field today was really, really fast and on turf, it, it's obviously a lot slower. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of that. Um, but, but I think those are more, you know, those are supplemental issues that, that just pile on when, when you don't get the sunshine and, and you're not in a good run of form. 
And then lastly, for me, um, this isn't your first rodeo. rodeo. You've, you've been through slumps in the past. Um, as the losses mount, the pressure only mounts. How do you as the manager try and take some of that pressure off the shoulders of the playing group to try and try and have them perform at their best? Is there anything yeah. you can do throughout the week? No, I, again, I, what, what I said to the guys was that, you know, this is the, the only way to, to, to move is forward. And, you know, I think for me, the, the difficult aspect is what we see in training during the week is really, really good. And it inspires all of us come game day. And I, I think, again, there's, there's you know, when, when you're not getting the results, um, you're a bit more tentative, your passes aren't sharp, your decisions aren't quick. Um, and, you know, I think that's a byproduct of, of going through a tough, tough run. Um, but, but again, for me, it's all about process. It's all about demanding a little bit more in, in a way where we're all accountable. Um, again, not just the players, but do, you know, is there, is there a change of shape? Is there, you know, hopefully we get, you know, Marcelo back this weekend, because again, if you're not scoring goals, you got to be dogging the defense and weather storms. And, and, and so I think there's, the only way to look at it is is really from from a you know forward perspective and and not dwelling on on what we could have done differently um, because again during the week in, in the last four games uh, it's been really really good so now how do we take that those same performances those same concepts and apply them in real time uh, during th- through, through going through a difficult stretch and and that will be the focus this week. Cody, I'll move to you. Your line's open. Cody, did you have a question? Yep. Right. Can you hear me? Yep. Go ahead. Perfect. Sorry. Hey, Pablo. Um, obviously, a tough, tough loss tonight. Um, what what takeaways stick out to you most from the game, and what will you look to address with the team going into the game next weekend? Well, I think on the uh, defensive side, uh, I, I think we got in the most trouble when we weren't compact through through the uh, middle of the field. I, I think in the first half, um, we extended ourselves. Um, and again, I think in training, we do a great job of that. I think it's the anxiety of trying to win the game um, right now that that really derails a bit of the game plan defensively. Um, so that that will be an area that we look at. Um, I, think, I think we did a better job of that in the second half. Um, and then with the ball, it, again, you know, we, we did a really good job in training this week, switching the point of attack. Um, when we were pinned on one side, knowing that they're, you know, that, that they're, the wing back would be pu- tucked in and I think we only executed that two or three times and and in order to get that block to really move is to be brave and and and, and we got to switch it and then the next thing is um is in in transition moments uh, we look too often for the killer pass when really to build confidence within your attack you must link passes to feel you're on top of the game and so too often tonight where we did a good job defending or we stole some balls we try to hit a killer pass and 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 now we're defending again. And so I think those three things will be, you know, the, the most critical. And the other part is um, you're not going to get too many chances on the road. I thought there was a, there's a, quite a few, you know, in particular in the first half with, with Chang and Elijah um, where we could have done better. I, I think in the second half with Ando in a three V two. And, and those are things that we work on um, incessantly and not be, to not be able to execute in those moments Um I think uh, is is a bit disappointing, but but again, I think the guys gave gave everything, um, and uh, you know, so the the those are the I think those are the aspects of 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 the game tonight that uh, we'll take away. Gotcha. Uh, Diego Luna created some pretty good attacking chances. He looked solid when he came in, in the second half. Uh, what does he have to do in your eyes going forward to get some more minutes? Well, again, I, I think it's. It's it's about the collective, right? I think it's 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 more about what we need to do as a team, um, and not necessarily an, an individual. Um, because again, we don't win we don't win games when a player shows well. Um, we win games when the team plays well. And so, uh, you know, we'll we'll have a look at the tape, and 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 again, we'll start planning for uh, for next weekend. Gotcha. And then lastly, uh, Beavers playing in this game, McMath in last game. Uh, neither of those games the result that we're looking for. Is there a starting keeper for this team? Is that position still up for grabs? Uh, I think that's what we're trying to sift through, right? And 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 figure out where um, where we need to go moving forward. You know, obviously with with Gavin, 
uh, lack of experience in the MLS, um, you, you, knew, you know that there's going to be a bit of time. But given that we'd conceded so many goals, you know, I felt like it was uh, an opportunity to uh, to make a change. And so, um, you know, I think the, the game at this level is, is quite fast and it's going to take some time um, for him to get his feet under him a little bit and understand the, 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 the speed of the game and that. Um, so, you know, at this moment, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll say that, uh, you know, we have three good goalkeepers and we'll figure out how to put them in the best position to succeed. Okay. Thank you, Pablo. All right. Alex Napolis, your line's open. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yep. Hey, Pablo, Alex from Lara Solskjaer here. Last week when we when when we were in the conference, um, you mentioned goal scoring needed to be the most one of the most important things that this team needed to focus on. You guys came out with a much different attacking look. Um, a lot of new players in in the attack. How do you feel that that kind of new look attack did for you guys tonight? Well, obviously not 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 well enough. If you know, because we didn't score goals, and and I think there was there was a lot of opportunities to really get in behind this back line I think too often um we didn't exploit the space that was available but again I think goal scoring is 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 an art form it, you know it's 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 a uh, it's being where the ball is going to end up and not standing in spaces and um you know so we're, we're looking at different combinations of forwards um different you know it's different setups against different teams to be able to exploit the spaces um, to be able to then isolate players and, and, and combine higher up the field. So, um, you know, I think, again, I think the effort was good. I just don't think that we took our chances well. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, goals change games. Yeah, and hey, we, throughout the first five games, we didn't really see that kind of partnership of Pablo Ruiz and Brian Ojeda in the midfield. Um, they were really solid last year. How do you think, what, what, do you, what do you think about their performance tonight in the midfield as well? I, I, you know, I think they, we needed to get them on the ball more in particular the first half. Uh, I think they were, they're, they were a bit high um, and, and demanding a lot from our central defenders to, to really make the game. I think in order for us to be successful in the way we want to play um, our pivots need to get on the ball much more. Uh, I think they did a better job of that in the second half. Um, but again, I think they're, they're the engine room. They're the, they're the, the guys that really link the back line to the front line. And if they're not getting on the ball, um, it makes it extremely di uh, difficult to, to, you know, create a lot of good opportunities. Looking ahead to Charlotte, um, you guys are going to be heading into that one uh, consecutive 4-0 losses. What, ag again, I asked you the same question I asked last week. Is there any worry? Is there any concern from you guys of the locker room heading into that game? No, I mean, I think, again, uh, you know, I, I look at, I look at the game from St. Louis and I thought we did a really good job for 45 minutes. And I think we, uh, uh, you know, we, we missed a couple opportunities in the first half and their goalkeeper came up trumps on one of them, right. To end that, to end that first half. And, and I, I sound like a broken record, but if you don't score those goals, you end up putting more pressure on yourself. Um, and so, you know, looking at Charlotte, um, looking at the way uh, we've conceded goals, um, you know, we'll look at maybe a, a different setup, uh, hopefully get a couple guys back uh, from injury um, and then and then make the best decision given given the way they play. But but I think, again, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, the sessions are um, very optimistic in, in the way the guys are moving the ball, the way the guys. But but again, when you're in a bad run of form, I, I think, you know, the the pressure and, and the lack of confidence on on game day. Um, and, and we just need a couple guys to step up. We need someone to, you know, score a goal. Um, and I think that type of moment will then bring the defense with it. And, uh, but, but I think we have to, you know, the first priority is to make sure, you know, we're not conceding along with scoring, scoring the first goal or scoring a goal. Perfect. Thank you, Pablo. We're going to finish with Alex Maurer. Your line's open. Pablo, thanks for the time. I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, you know, you've talked a lot about the importance of mentality uh, over your time here. And what are you seeing now from the locker room during this spell? And would you say that the mentality is in the right place or in a successful place? No, no, obviously not. I, I think everyone in that locker room are human beings, right? I think athletes are often portrayed as superhuman, um, but they have families and they have difficulties and they have issues um, as as we all do, you know, and I think um, you know, when you do good things in whatever profession 
you you gain confidence and you feel like you're two inches taller and and um you can achieve anything i think when you're in a bad run of form in whatever profession um there's a lot of reflection and, and so for me i think it's really about getting back to that we 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 got to be dogs you know and 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 again tonight the effort was fantastic it wasn't from a lack of effort it was a lack of execution but the confidence piece plays a big role and you know just get in in these moments you're often looking for a break right you're looking for an opportunity uh you know uh, a goal that scored with a deflection um you know ball that hits crossbar instead of hitting the back of the net you're looking for these moments to really hang on to, to then push the team forward but as far as the commitment to the work monday through friday it's been fantastic and so now we just got to parlay that into a good performance that's worthy of a uh, you know uh, three points and then one of those guys that has you know often been from at least an outward perspective leading that mentality is Demir and seeing him on the bench was a little bit surprising to me was that fitness related or more of a tactical decision yeah and uh, again tactical decision we we went with two out and out forwards tonight to to, to again cause a threat in behind and and uh you know hopefully get, get got, you know and again at, when when you're not scoring goals um the the i think it's incumbent upon us to, to try to figure out the pairings uh the setup that that will hopefully bring you that um but dami's been and still is a fantastic leader um you know he's 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 great in the locker room and and then quality on the field you know and and um we knew this process with dami was going to take some time and 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 so going through a spell that we're going through and after a tough defeat felt like it was a the right opportunity to uh switch it up a little bit but uh again dummy's by no means uh on the outside looking in he's 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 the man for this club and then just lastly for me justin glad first ever homegrown to wear the captain's armband in an mls game how do you think he did as a leader tonight yeah, he was fantastic. Jay Glad was uh, again. Uh, he 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 does so much for this group. Um, his you know, uh, football wise, uh, leadership wise, um, and unfortunately, um, the result uh, I don't think is a reflection of the way he leads or the way he plays. Uh, he's he's just a, a standout young man with with great potential, and uh, well, you know, I think he'll be a guy that can potentially be wearing this armband for many years. Thanks for the time, Pablo. Thanks, Pablo. Appreciate it. Recording stopped. Yo, Pablo, there you go, Pablo Mastroeni after RSL loses 4 nothing, And as you heard him explain, he feels like his guys gave their all spent on. If that's the case, that means that this club is in maybe more dire straits than we all anticipated. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, lack of talent. Um, I've said it before. Um, we've got weaker over over the seasons with with players leaving, mm-hmm. uh, right or wrong, with regards to people not liking Albert Rusnak. Um, he's now got a Champions League medal in his back pocket cool. and uh, playing for a really good Seattle team. Um, we've missed his creativity. Um, Aaron Herrera didn't have his best season last season for Real Salt Lake in regards to uh, you know assists and, and looked a little shaky at times defensively, but allowed us to play a higher line because of his recovery speed along with Justin right. Glad. Yeah. So we've got slower at the back. Um, didn't lose anything with regards to when Andrew Brody plays there going forward because I think Andrew's phenomenal going forward. But again, um, those gaps that we talk about, that Pablo talks about between the back line and the midfield, it it's kind of just elongated because the team has to sit a little bit deeper uh, and the midfield doesn't uh, really react to that. So, yeah, I think we've got weaker and um, and slower and it needs to be addressed. And, and I, until that happens we're going to have these same results we might bounce back and, and get a few results here and there sure. I don't doubt that I think this team can win it's because, a professional outfit and professional but, teams do exactly. that thing. yeah unfortunately though this is a results oriented business we know that we work in sports and if it doesn't change um, and you're looking on the outside you know looking up at the table which we are right now well below the playoff line with regards to points goals conceded goals being scored um it doesn't look like we're going to make the playoffs and we've scraped in the last couple of times let's be honest i mean it wasn't great we we had some great runs to get up into the ta- uh, get into the playoffs but it was just getting over the line just grateful that we got into the playoffs. It didn't really look to make any deep runs into the playoffs. And making the playoffs does not equal a successful 
season either. It's yes, it's a nice goal, Correct. but just because you made the playoffs does not mean you had a good season. Looks like we've got uh, Justin Glad. All right, we will go back out. Justin Glad, who are the captains of man for the first time in MLS action, addressing the media right now. Hi, Justin. Um, as the acting captain this evening, um, a, lo- a lot of conversation, I guess, surrounds the club relating to the attitude of the players um, and the vibe in the, dra- in the in the dressing room, given the, the recent results. So how would you describe the manner in which you and your teammates this evening handled the adversity that you faced, in your opinion? Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, no, it wasn't, wasn't a performance that we're proud of. Um, obviously we knew it was going to be a tough game, but to, to let in four again after, after last week is, is definitely a tough pill to swallow. Um, so yeah, now it's, and now it's back to the lab and, and back to, back to figuring it out again. Um, when you're winning games, obviously it's pretty easy to have a smile on your face when you're losing games. It's, it's obviously a little difficult and just feels like the game's a little quicker. I'm sure passes are harder to, to connect and, um, and what have you just in your opinion, what, is there anything that can be done kind of in the immediate future that, that can at least try and, and, and bring a smile to, to some of the players' faces that have withstood, you know, like yourself the last couple of weeks? Um, I mean, I think I still think the, the mentality every day in training is is phenomenal. And, and you know, <clears throat> vibes have been good uh, this past week or, or, you know, as good as can be expected. Um, and moving forward, I think we just need to, obviously it's, it's going to be, we got to keep our heads up and, and keep moving forward. That's really the only option. Um, and, and I think it is important to, to make sure that it's not people are dreading to, to come into practice and, and, you know, people, uh, there's gotta be a, a confidence there because the, the training is good, you know, like we're, we're, we're playing well in training and then comes to the games and, and things aren't just quite cl- uh, clicking as, as much as we want. Um, so now it's, it's, it's finding the answer to, to, to get it to click during the games as, as well as training. Lastly, for me, there were some changes, obviously from a year ago to where we currently find ourselves um, as it relates to the, to the roster. A lot of the key players, however, still remain at the club. Is that one of the larger reasons why maybe the, the playing group feels optimistic that um, that it'll turn around eventually, just given that although there are some players not there, you know, there are a lot of key players that still are. And, and you obviously played reasonably well last year, good enough to, uh, to to qualify for the postseason. Yeah, I think the I mean, we do have a, a good, strong group um, and and we have the talent to be competitive and to and to win games. Um, so I think that's why this is so tough, you know, going on a on a four game uh losing streak is is never easy but i have faith in in the in the group that we have and the and the leadership that we have um to to figure it out and to and to keep going forward so alex we'll go back to you your line's open justin thanks for the time uh aaron herrera was a big part of the defense last year and a guy that you've obviously played with for years has there been a learning curve back there trying to build chemistry with with new guys like Farah and uh, Oviedo to an extent? Uh, I think there's going to be a, a learning curve with with any new player that comes in, you know. Um, that's just part of the game. Uh, obviously, me and me and Aaron have had played together for whatever, 10 years, you know. Um, but that's, that's you know, that's, that's part of the sport. That's part of being a professional is you got guys coming in, guys coming out. Um, and I, I think Emeka's you know it's it's been tough results but i think Omeka and vera both have have you know they, they they've done well um the it, you know they're, they're passing and they're you know it's it, it is tough to say that when we've we've taken these these losses um but i think they've they've honestly both done a decent job and and it's about building on that and and keep keeping the faith keeping the faith in them making sure they're confident um and yeah and then lastly for me, um, you know, it's really hard to be a leader 
in in situations like this, but obviously your first time wearing the captain's armband in an MLS match. How would you describe yourself as a leader? Because, you know, sitting through a lot of these interviews, I've seen a lot of different guys handle it differently. How would you say you take on that role? Um, I would say, I mean, I'd say I, I try and lead by example. I try and just, just go out every every training session and, and work hard and you know, I am, I am a very positive guy and I, and I try and keep it, uh, I try and keep the vibes high. I try and energize the people around me. Um, and that's, that's definitely a little harder to do when the, when the results aren't coming. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what you got to do. Um, and you got to, you got to make sure that obviously I, I know, I, I don't know if I've ever had a, a four game losing streak, uh, my career, but that's, adversities it's all part of it and it's it's going to make this group stronger and and yeah thanks for the time justin all right we're going to go to cody and then wrap up with johnny cody your line's open hey justin um so you've clearly established yourself as a leader on this team what advice do you have to some of the newer players uh on this team and specifically in this game after a stretch of of games like this yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's tough as a, as a young person, you know, I, after the game, I went straight to straight to Gavin and I told him just to keep his head up. It's, it, you know, it's just one game. Um, and it, again, just keep moving forward. Um, it's a long season. He's got a, all these young guys, they got long careers ahead of them. Um, and there's, there's going to be adversity. There's going to be tough times. Um, and the only option is to, is to elevate yourself, elevate your game, um and and find a way to switch it around um because if you can't switch it around then then you're not cut out for it so that's that's it gotcha and then as far as some of those some of the changes that we've talked about needing to be made where do those changes start from for you personally where where do you get that drive to to start those changes yeah um I think it starts obviously it starts with the players on the pitch you know it's you can have so many answers to that but uh you know it's it's about looking about looking at ourselves in the mirror and and whatever if if we need if we need to stay and and do more technical work get our passing pattern sharp before we leave if we need to get more fit um you know whatever it may be um but it's 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 about the players um and you know, uh, like I said, you can you can talk about front office coaching, whatever. But we know we know it's the eleven players on, on the field and and the and the people coming in who are who are getting the results. Um, so we all gotta we all gotta look ourselves in the mirror and, and understand that and and do whatever we need to do to to keep it going. Thank you for your time, Justin. All right, Johnny, we'll finish with you. Your line's open. <clears throat> Hey, Justin, I know this was a tough result, but I wanted to ask you personally, you know, being someone who came through the RSL Academy, what does it mean to become the first RSL homegrown player to captain the team in a league, in a league match? Yeah, no, honestly, um, it's a huge honor. Um, It's it's something I've dreamed about since I was uh, at the Academy. Um, So I'm, I'm honored that they, that they bestowed me with that. Um, And obviously I've, I've, you know, all the captains before me have uh, I've looked up to and have been mentors um, and and incredible leaders. So I'm I'm honored to to be in the same sentence as them. And and you know, it, hopefully there's more to come. And um, yeah, I'm just hoping I can I can carry that torch like the like the captains uh, obviously that I've that I've grown up with and watched and played and played with. So perfect. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. Justin, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Um, everybody else, we will, uh, we're going to wrap up here. Um, we'll have Gavin available in Salt Lake. Uh, like there you go. Justin glad wearing the captain's armband for the first time in MLS action for real Salt Lake. And I, I will give him one thing that, that, uh, that, uh, Pablo mentioned Spino is that he thinks that Justin in the future is going to carry wear the captain's armband for some time. I would agree with that. I think it's coming. I think he is going to be a guy who's going to wear the captain's armband for, I think a significant period of time. Yeah, could do knows the club inside and out. Um, you know, right now he's probably one of the one of the better players that Real Salt Lake has. Mm-hmm. Um, needs some help, 
and and I'm interested to see when Marcelo gets back, gets back fit. Andrew Brody comes over to the yeah. right, Vera maybe slipping over to the left and seeing what kind of battle that is at right back and and left back uh, with the players that we have. Um, I, I I do think that. He's got good players around him, mm-hmm. and he he mentioned about you know having leaders around him. He's had Kyle Beckerman, um, Demir Krylak, Albert Rusnak, yeah. uh, and obviously Marcelo uh, Silva doing a really good job last season um, with his availability and and just you know taking the armband when Dami was out. Um, yeah, I just I, I I think it is right, um, and purely because he does lead by example, he what he's nearly always available yeah. and and just a good guy um that that kind of epitomizes what real salt lake is about it's a family club smaller club chip on the shoulder type deal thing and you know again academy player and had to fight for everything that he's got and and rightly getting all the minutes that he is right now all right we will come back on the other side uh get some final thoughts as well as a look around major league soccer match day six this is your rsl post-match show right here on the rsl radio network back to RSL post-match. Oh my goodness, St. Louis just about tied things up against Minnesota in the 95th minute. Holy smokes. How, how, how are they not... How are they so lethal? I don't in know. previous games, and they look like this right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome back to RSL post match. Spencer oh. Warren, Lauren Beck, Jay Catch uh, breaking things down. RSL falls for nothing uh, in their loss to Columbus. I almost said St. Louis because that was last week because we're watching St. Louis, but nonetheless, uh, breaking it down. All right, uh, final thoughts. But before we do that, Lauren, let's run down the scoreboard real quick around Major League Soccer match day six. Yeah, Atlanta beat New York Red Bulls one to zero. Cincinnati also beat Miami one to zero. Obviously, uh, RSL losing four to zero on the road tonight in Columbus. Seattle got a road win two to one against LA Galaxy. It was a one-one draw in New England against New York City FC. Nashville getting a road win two to zero against Orlando. Looks like they're just about finished in Philadelphia. Nil nil between the Union and Kansas City. Uh, kind of a surprising result Absolutely, for the Union. That's a big one. Charlotte getting a road point two to two against Toronto. Chicago and D.C. United also getting late in that game. That is at uh, 0-0. Dallas and Portland are at 1-1 late. Minnesota is up. at It's the game we've got on in the studio right now. Minnesota beating St. Louis on the road 1-0. They just entered the 97th minute with seven minutes of stoppage. Yep, last minute of stoppage, supposedly. St. Louis is doing their darndest to, to get a goal here. And uh, it may, it seems like maybe that uh, oh, that Klaus, magic may have run out yeah, just a little bit for Klaus the. Klaus had a golden opportunity yeah. and you couldn't get it. Wow. He's had a couple really yeah. good opportunities in this game in this second half that he just hasn't been able to convert. I'm a little bit bummed that uh, Minnesota is the first team to beat the expansion team. Uh, Colorado and LAFC are at halftime nil nil still to kick off, which is very weird to me. Uh, it you know it's eight thirty three. San Jose and Houston and Vancouver and Montreal. All right, so there you go, rundown. All right, uh, before we go here, let's get some final thoughts. I'll have you go first, Spencer. What, obviously, Charlotte coming in there, they, as Lauren mm-hmm. mentioned, 2-2 draw against Toronto up there at BMO Field. They're making the cross-country trek here. What to expect, and what, what are your takeaways from tonight? Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're a team that's that struggled a little bit this season as well, um, but you know, they're the second bottom in the, uh, in the Eastland Conference, but mm-hmm. they're, they're a team that... I love the new teams coming into town. I don't like RSL losing, but um, this is this is our first chance to to see them up close. Getting a look um, at them, yeah. And yeah, again, there's been some early changes there, uh, coaching changes um, last season, which I just found was a bit strange. But you know, um, I, I think there's there's certainly a battle uh, uh, for RSL. They are a team that will clog the middle of the park. And, and try and uh, keep things very, very tight. And uh, they've got some good young players, in no, no uh, less than Ben Bender, that got a goal tonight for them, um, this uh, generation Adidas. Just a, a great uh, attacking central midfielder that I, I, you know, I'm kind of excited to see him up close. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a real slog for our RSL, mm-hmm. purely because, they, as I said, Charlotte like to clog the middle of the park. So um, really something that RSL are going to have to work on. Uh, and hopefully come up with with some kind of change, some kind of game plan, because right now the same thing over and over again is, is not working, and, and it can only go on for, for so long. Lauren? Yeah, I, I, 
it really is kind of do or die yeah. for for this team right now for the players for the coaching staff you cannot uh come back home against charlotte and lose a fifth consecutive game um and the third straight at home charlotte won three and two to start the season five points rsl sitting on three points after the same number of games um at one four and obviously all the teams sitting underneath rsl have no wins um and three they all have three points but they're yeah. all from draws um it's 10th place for rsl um uh, 14th for charlotte it's it's crazy that this early in the season we're kind of talking do or die for this team, but it, but it, that that's just how it, it it is at the moment. You can't go five losses consecutively and and not expect ramifications. Yeah. In yeah. my opinion, there has to be ramifications if they're if they do not turn this around quickly and get some points. Um, it's it's early in the season, but it, you cannot continue like this. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy to me. I, I didn't expect much from the press conference, um, but I still was a little disappointed. It's, man, it's just, it's such a bummer. That's why I tweeted that video of the chip, the chipmunk sure. or the squirrel yeah. playing It's a great video. Hey, please fans, go if, watch if, that if, if you, you need to. If you did not check it out, <laughs> Lars underscore MM, please check that out. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Next week, RSL back at home, as mentioned, hosting Charlotte for the first time ever. It'll be a 6.30 pregame out there at America First Field, the 7.30 first kick. We'll have all the coverage for you right here on the RSL Radio Network. So for Spencer and Lauren, I'm Jake Hatch. Thanks again for tuning in. Once again, RSL falls 4-0 to Columbus at home next week against Charlotte. You'll hear it all right here on the RSL Radio Network. Good night. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.